Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm Danny Watson, a mindset and manifestation expert and founder of The Click, a company that helps women overcome their fears and limiting beliefs to create a life and business that they love. Within this podcast, I will help you get clear on what you want, identify the blocks that are holding you back, transform your mindset and raise your vibration so that you can co-create magic with the universe. If you are looking to design a life that truly sets your soul on fire and manifests more success and abundance, then you are in the right place. Hello ladies and welcome to a brand new episode. This episode is about remembering who you really are. So in 2020, my business generated 1.2 million pounds in the space of just six months. Now this was the quickest time frame I'd ever seen this kind of money come in. And it was such an exciting point in my life. And my business continued to skyrocket. And a year later, I find myself in Mallorca, a tiny island off the coast of mainland Spain, embarking on the hunt to find my dream home in the sun. So this was something that had been on my vision board for a long time up until this point. And the success of my business and the money that I'd been able to generate meant that it was finally time to really start making this dream a reality. So we'd gone on this trip to Mallorca to find this dream home. And we spent a few months on the island house hunting. So at the time, it was myself, um, my husband, we actually got engaged during this trip to Mallorca. Um, And at the time, I had my two children. So my eldest, my daughter, Rafi, she was two at the time. And my son, Atticus, he was around six, seven months. So they were little babies. And we were renting this beautiful um, villa in the middle of the island, which was sort of set on a vineyard, absolutely gorgeous views and this beautiful sort of terrace. And what was really interesting was this was something I had been dreaming about for years. And it was kind of that moment of this is finally happening. And I'd had big manifestations previously. So I'd already purchased a home in the UK. And that was for me, probably my first mega manifestation. Um, You know, by this point, I'd quit my job, my business was seen a certain success. So that first home was a pretty big deal. But this home, this was kind of like the dream vision. And so it was something that I felt, okay, this is this is really happening now. This is really kind of coming to life. And what was really interesting was when we started to share with friends and family members that we were coming to Mallorca to buy this house, so many people told me, you know, oh, this is so amazing that you've been able to achieve this. It's so incredible to see the success of your business, you know, the fact that you've published a book, the fact that you've been able to do all of this whilst being, you know, a mother to your children, you know, your husband's been able to quit his job, you're able to travel, you know, people kept telling me, reminding me like how amazing all of this was. And of course, I would reply saying, yeah, you know, I'm so, so lucky. I feel so blessed that, you know, all of this has just all paid off and, you know, the business has turned into the business that it has. But what was really interesting, we were at this villa, um, this beautiful, beautiful villa, and it was kind of one of those moments where I 
should have really been thinking like, you know, how lucky and happy that I was in that moment. But I was sat on the terrace. My husband was upstairs. I think he was seeing to the kids or something. And I was sat out on this beautiful terrace overlooking this vineyard, glass of rosé probably (laughs) in hand. And I just had this moment where I just felt incredibly empty. It wasn't joy that I was feeling in that moment, but emptiness. It was this flatness. Now, at first, I put it down to being tired. You know, I had two young children. We had been jetting all around this island, trying to find our dream home. We've been traveling quite a bit. I thought, maybe I'm just tired. That's why I'm feeling so flat. But I knew it wasn't just that. And the thing was, on paper, it felt like I had it all. Yet underneath, something felt like it was missing. I should be so, so happy, I kept telling myself. But it felt like I was trying to convince myself that this was true. And when I used to dream and wish for the things that I had in that moment, I imagined how it would make me feel. This feeling of, I've made it, I've got there, like... I can relax now. Like, this is it. I've, you know, I've done it. Like, things are going to get better, but I'm absolutely okay with where I'm at now. I just completely feel so content. I imagined that that was how I would feel. But reminding myself of the days when I used to dream about the things that I now had, reminding, reminding myself of those days, it almost seemed that I was happier in the anticipation of my desires, rather than actually living them. If I was to get quiet and silent in that moment on the terrace, all by myself, I could not find the joy. The joy that I'd felt when I thought about my future. So thinking back when I dreamed of those things that I wanted right now, I remember feeling that joy and elation. But in that moment, it wasn't there. So... It seemed like I'd arrived at this amazing point in my journey, yet when it was just me sat alone in silence, I felt so flat and empty. And I thought to myself, well, maybe this is just a part of it. Maybe this is just, you know, part of the cycle, the cycle of wanting something and then having it and being really excited when you are desiring something and you have that, you know, that those opportunities and the potential ahead of you, that feeling really, really good. And then having the actual thing, but then the excitement waning off very quickly. You know, once, you know, you've got that thing, it's like, okay, well, what next? So I thought maybe this is just it. Maybe this is just the cycle of desire that we want something, we get it, we feel happy for a moment, and then we, you know, we want something more. But then I thought, is it that? Or is there something more to it? And so I pondered on this. And it was in this moment I actually realised something pretty profound. I was relying on things external to me to remind myself of who I was. So my identity was intrinsically weaved into my business, my role as a coach, my role as a mother, the money I'd made, the places I'd travelled to, the people that I'd met, the experience I'd had experiences I'd had, my identity was weaved into all of these things that were external to me. 
And I, I needed to have sort of evidence of these external things, continued evidence of these external things to remind me of who I was. But actually, when I was alone in silence, without thinking about all of those things, I felt empty. I needed those things that were outside of me in order to feel a certain way. And those feelings that I felt when I was reminded of my kids, my business, you know, the the book I'd published, the house I'd bought, I realized I was addicted to the emotions that came with those thoughts. When I thought about those amazing things, I experienced a certain set of emotions and I'd become addicted to those emotions. Of course I did, they felt really good. But then it became this vicious cycle of me needing to have these external things to create these same emotions within me. But that version of me, that felt total joy when being reminded of everything I had and everything I'd accomplished. This was who I felt I needed to be. It's not who I really was, but it was who I felt I needed to be. It wasn't necessarily a reflection of who I really was deep down. Something I know is that it's quite easy to feel joy when we're distracted by our successes in life. And when we are joyful and successful, what happens is other people then respond to us in a certain way. And I'd had this, you know, people saying, oh, look how amazing things are for you. It's great to see your business going so well. It's great to see that so many people are raving about your book. You know, it's so exciting that you're buying this house. You know, when I was joyful and successful, people were responding to me in this really positive way. This is what happens. We get praise, we get validation, we get admiration. And then this actually then makes us feel even more happy. But really, what this is doing is just reinforcing the same narrative. That we require something outside of us to bring us our joy. But what if we strip all of that away? Who are we then really? We end up becoming addicted to this version of ourselves. You know, the one that people look up to, the one that people admire. I had certainly become addicted to this version of myself because it felt good. But I realized on that day, on that terrace, the emptiness I was feeling was more a reflection of who I really was. And here's the thing. I would never fully be able to experience true joy and happiness if the joy was just a facade. And I realized that that was what had been happening. The joy and the happiness, this was just a facade. They were just emotions that I was wearing to really actually mask how I was feeling underneath. You know, that version of me was the one I wanted the world to see. As I said earlier, you know, we want the world to see us at our best. We want the world to see us as joyful, happy, successful, content, fulfilled. It was that version that I wanted the world to see. And that version of me was relying on the things external to me to fuel it. I needed the perfect family, the successful business, the money, the dream home, in order to reinforce and remind myself of who I thought I was. 
But these things were just filling the void. They were distracting me from the fact that without those things, I felt empty. But that moment on the terrace, I finally met the real me for the first time in perhaps was a very long time. And I was actually reminded of all of the parts of me I had in fact been hiding. The feeling of inadequacy. You know, I've accomplished all of these things, but no matter how successful I got, I still felt inadequate. Shame. The feeling of shame for having an incredible income whilst others might struggle to get by. An overwhelming fear of my children growing up very quickly. Feeling of anxiousness as I constantly worried about their well-being. Anxiousness about not being liked by others, being criticised or judged by others. This was who I was met with. Now, I'm somebody who has done a lot of work on myself. I've invested hundreds of thousands into my own personal growth. So it actually came as a bit of a shock (laughs) for these emotions to land with me. For me to realise that I had been hiding behind a mask for all this time. You know, I'd spent the last few years creating this dream life only to realise that the busyness of this was actually a distraction tactic to keep these unwanted emotions at bay. Now, my point is, when you think of yourself, are you remembering who you really are? Or are you remembering who you think you need to be? Because there is a difference. Now, the difficulty comes when we are somebody, perhaps a coach, somebody who inspires others, who desires to positively impact others. You want to be that inspiration. You want to be admired. You want to be significant in the lives of others. There's a difficulty here because we assume that those we lead don't want to see the real us. They can't possibly see the real us. The world wants the polished version. And partly this is true. That version of us is exciting. That version of us represents the possibility of what is available to others. You know, when you can show the world all you've achieved and what you've created, it sets the standard for what is possible for others, especially those that you lead. However, when you get quiet and alone, maybe you've noticed those feelings begin to creep in. Maybe it's feeling flat. Maybe it's feeling disconnected. And then we convince ourselves that it must be because we need to achieve more. Maybe we've just become numb to our current level of success. It no longer satisfies us anymore. Therefore, we must reach for that next level. But this ends up being a hunger that we just cannot appease. And so whilst you may think it's better to show up as who you think you need to be, it only serves you for a short while. It's a fleeting moment of false happiness that just leaves you wanting more. Now, there is absolutely nothing wrong with having the external things. I have to be very clear on this. Of course, it feels good to have those things. But we need to remind ourselves of who we are without the external things to validate us. And we have to learn to love that imperfect version of ourselves. And we have to know that our vulnerabilities do not diminish our strength. 
So if you feel anger or shame or guilt or fear, whilst yes, we are taught that these are negative emotions, the fact that they are a part of us doesn't determine how far we can rise. You are able to feel guilty and to just feel it. You know, if you feel fear, allow yourself to feel it. Because if we silence these things, we silence our true self. Now, you might be thinking, well, these are negative emotions. You know, I don't want to be dwelling on guilt or shame or fear or anxiety. Because isn't that going to perpetuate more of the same within my life? You know, why should I come back to this version of myself if it's not who I really want to be? Now, this whole concept that negativity breeds more negativity, it's a very, very simplistic one. And maybe when you first learn about the law of attraction, just as I did, it's easy to think of things in very black and white terms. These emotions are good. Focus on, you know, the good and the good gets better. These emotions are the bad. Focus on the bad, the worse it gets. But actually, what ends up happening is we spiritually bypass experience if they don't feel good. You know, we deny our emotions. We tell ourselves, oh, we've just got to feel positive all the time and then we will have an amazing life. And then we wonder why we can't feel the whole breadth of joy or the joy that we do feel is fleeting. It's because we have been building ourselves on a foundation of suppression, suppression of who we really are, suppression of our true emotions. We don't let things come to the surface because we fear if they do, they're just going to drown us. They're just going to drag us down. The truth is, there is space for duality, the pain and the pleasure. And what I know to be true is that we can experience pain whilst still being powerful at manifesting an amazing reality. And we do this by each day allowing space to feel into who we really are. Not the version of us that we want the world to see, but who we really are. So before we start distracting ourselves with our business, our family, the money, the goals, before we start distracting ourselves with all of that, we first must remind ourselves of who we really are right now and accept and love that version of ourselves fully the pain as much as the pleasure. And what happens is we start to then shine a light on those feelings. What happens is when we shine a light on those feelings, they start to actually hurt a little less. We stop to then label what we feel as good and bad and start to accept that they're just emotions and not something to be ashamed of. We then allow ourselves to be vulnerable because it no longer feels like those parts of ourselves are parts to conceal. And the amazing thing is we can then truly heal those parts of us because we are giving them air to breathe. We're not just keeping them below the surface. We don't just keep sticking a plaster on those negative emotions. Each day, we allow the fresh air to hit the wound and slowly but surely it heals completely. And then it comes to a day where you no longer feel you need those external things to feel whole. Sure, it's nice to have them. I'm not going to deny it is amazing to have all of that external stuff. 
But if you were to lose it all tomorrow, you'd equally be okay. And here's a question to ask yourself right now, hand on heart. If you were to lose everything external to you tomorrow, would you still be okay? For most of us, the answer is no. And this is a good sign that you are living by things that are external to you. You're deriving your happiness and joy from things that are external to you. Now, this ability to be excited for what you have at the moment without fearing about losing it, without worrying if you continue can continue to grow it, without it being the thing that validates you, this energy allows you to show up in so much more of a powerful way. Think about the question, the question that people often ask, what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? Often this is a really liberating question because it gets people thinking about all of the chances that they would take, you know, the opportunities that they would say yes to, the things that they would do with their life if they knew that they couldn't possibly fail. The magnitude of our life is often defined by how willing we are to embrace failure. And what is so exciting is that if you have zero fear of losing it all, you just do things. You take chances, you say yes, you live your life from a place of love over fear. And what you create then becomes so much bigger because you are no longer acting from that place of fear. This is such an exciting energy to tap into. And this energy is what becomes available to us when we face who we really are head on and remind ourselves of her every day. Because what we are doing by doing this, by really facing up to who we really are, is we are shining a light on the parts of ourselves that we have been hiding. And this is then how we truly heal. There is a saying that tells us to embrace the cracks because this is how the light gets in. And this is what I'm trying to teach you here. The cracks are something that we should be embraced. We need to expose them in order for the light to shine through them. And when you can do this, life will become limitless. When you are able to stand fully in your truth and say, this is who I really am, without the masks, without being somebody who I think the world needs me to be, when you embrace who you really are and allow all of that to be exposed each day, that's when you are truly set free. And that is when you can fully experience joy, contentment, fulfillment, regardless of what is going on around you. If you have a bad day or a bad month in your business, it will not matter. If you have a breakdown in a relationship, it will not matter because you are no longer defined by the things that are external to you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, ladies and I will catch you on the next episode. If you are wanting to build your own successful online coaching business, make sure to check out Freedom, Abundance and Impact, our free 10-day business and mindset course for coaches and aspiring coaches. To access, simply head to wearetheclick.com and click free course in the menu.